Hey everybody, welcome back to Party Like a Marketer, the podcast dedicated to cannabis marketing, public relations, and authentic storytelling. I'm your host, Lisa Buffo, the founder and CEO of Cannabis Marketing Association. We're back after our seasonal break and have some exciting new conversations with marketers coming up this season for you. Our guests on the show are CMA members, running some of the savviest marketing firms, brands, and retailers in the cannabis industry. We get asked a lot about how to replicate this success, and we're currently running a fall sale where every annual business membership now brings you twice the benefits. We're adding two hours of complimentary marketing consulting and a feature across our blog, newsletter, and social media to all new annual business members. This offer ends October 31st, so reach out to us at membership at marketingcannabis.org or sign up on our website today. Today's guest is a long-standing cannabis marketer, John Shute, the CEO and founder of Puff Creative. John has taken the cannabis marketing industry by storm. As a graduate of Norwich University's MBA project management program, John currently specializes in creative cannabis marketing strategy for B2B, B2C, and client communications. As a forward-thinking CEO, he has led Puff Creative to win AdCan's Agency of the Year Award three times, as well as other awards. And he was also named CEO of the Year by CEO Monthly in 2020 and 2022. Let's hear from John. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Party Like a Marketer. Today's guest is John Shute, the founder and CEO of Puff Creative. John, welcome, and thank you for coming on our show. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and pleasure to be here. Of course. So I know that we've known each other a while now and have uh, worked together in the industry. You're in Denver, you're deep in the, the Colorado cannabis community, but for our audience who doesn't know you, could you introduce yourself, introduce Puff Creative, um, tell them a little bit about your background professionally, how you got into cannabis, and as a founder, how you started Puff? Sure, yeah. Um, so yeah, John Shu here, uh, founder, CEO of Puff Creative, like Lisa mentioned. Um, so I guess a little bit about uh, my background is um, right after I got my master's degree in uh, project management, um, I was a marketing and operations director at a mega nightclub in South Florida, uh, which was a very interesting experience, but uh, opened my eyes kind of to creative marketing and what was possible. And um, wasn't really my forte. So um, I, I that same year, um, I unfortunately lost a few friends to the opiate epidemic, which kind of led me to my, my cannabis path. Um, and that led me to being a marketing and a marketing director of a cannabis contract manufacturing company. Um, so left that marketing and operations gig in Florida, um, moved to uh, being a marketing director digitally of a contract manufacturer in California. Um, which kind of taught me everything from what happens from seed to sale. So these folks dealt with the growers, they dealt with brands, they dealt with dispensaries, they had their own in-house brands. So I, I kind of took this like headfirst dive into cannabis marketing 101, what goes down from seed to sale, what happens from like a B2B, B2C perspective. So um, yeah, just kind of crazy. Like I, always was a cannabis consumer and um, never thought I grew up in Southern New Jersey and like never thought in my entire life I would like <laughs> have an opportunity to work in, in uh, the cannabis industry. And at the time, I think I found the gig on indeed.com um, and it was the only single job listing on there. And I couldn't find a job in cannabis like anywhere else. It was like so weird. That was like 2015, I believe. Um, and that is when I met, uh, my now business partner, Katie Burrell. Um, she was actually my intern at the time and her and I were managing the social media and email marketing and content marketing for the manufacturer, their in-house brands, and then some of their brand partners they brought on as well. Um, and, uh, we both, I think Katie left her job. And I also, I think like a month before my wedding, um, the company we were working for decided like, oh, like we know we promised you these long time gigs. Um, 
you know, sorry, it's it's not going to work out. So me and Katie were like, wait, what? Like we literally just like left our jobs, changed our whole entire lives for this. And now like you're telling us that we, we, can't, we can't like, and it was ever after we made them like so much money too. Um, so it was very disappointing, but instead of kind of, you know, putting our tail between our legs, that's how we started Puff Creative. Um, we like realized our value, realized the, the value of knowing what happens from seed to sale and everything in between and all the marketing intricacies there. Um, and kind of took that knowledge. We met up with Seamus, who was kind of like the missing piece to our puzzle. Um, he kind of handled like our photography website, you know, more, more, uh, technical stuff. And yeah, that was seven years ago. Um, so we started kind of doing mainly just social media and like photo video kind of tying together cannabis culture to these brands the different retailers and whatnot they were working with and then brought on a guy who knew a little bit more ben stewart who knew knew more about web and seo than we did and we realized there was this huge gap with branding social media websites seo blogging email like there wasn't there's was a huge gap in alignment between how they all work together what was possible how people were creating this alignment so we started doing just social and content really. And then that led us to doing branding, you know, websites, SEO, blogging, email marketing. And in that journey, um, you know, I already was kind of passionate about cannabis, like helping people from like an opiate, you know, addiction perspective. I learned all these other missing gaps of, wow, like there's this huge, huge sustainability issue in cannabis. There's this huge education gap there's this huge gap with community there's this huge gap with social justice um and then i realized like wow <laughs> there's this crazy opportunity where we could infuse all of these efforts into one where people are aligning their entire marketing platforms infusing culture infusing community infusing these efforts all into one to kind of create this harmony so that <laughs> That being said, long-winded way of saying, um, yeah, it's been seven years since like that experience that Katie and I went through, and we offer this very this very robust offering now of branding, packaging, you know, websites, SEO, social media, blogging. Um, we've we've uh, have our partners over at Cannabis Doing Good, the Cannabis Impact Fund, who helped us kind of um, align with all these community partners, nonprofits all over the world um, at this point, which is really cool. So. We really enjoy, you know, getting these brands and retailers and companies set up and kind of taking them from start to finish. And um, it's really cool just, you know, going through seven years of the cannabis industry and eye opening and stressful at the same time um, because it's such a fast moving industry and so much has changed since then. But um, yeah, just a really wild ride. Uh, I hope that covered covered a lot of it. No, it does. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I even I didn't know some of those details. So, yeah. did you move? When did you get to Denver? Did you move from South Florida, oh, to Colorado? Yeah, no. So it it yeah, it's, it's been a wild ride. Uh, my wife and I we graduated from college in New Jersey. She went to law school in Vermont. I ended up getting my master's there. Uh, we lived in California for a little bit where I just, I learned a little bit more about like the, the black market and like, I did some trimming and things this, like that. Doing this job. The, the no, this is like separately. completely separate. Yeah. Okay. Then I, then I, I was doing my master's online and, um, while I was doing that, my wife was doing a study and practice in law. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, probably shouldn't have said that, but, uh, then we, then I, after she graduated law school and I got my master's is when I was in Florida. And then I was like, I need to get out of this and get in the cannabis industry. I just had this like, th there's this gap. I feel this is like my calling. And uh, yeah, then then it was back to New Jersey to get all of our stuff where we're from and then Colorado. But we weren't planning on actually staying in Colorado. Like we were like, oh, I can do this job remotely, but like we want to go back to California. But then once we landed here, I kind of got screwed over. She had a job. I started Puff, and then it just kind of all we, you know, now I, now I have a, my second child on the way. 
and a home here. Like it's got, we kind of just like landed here. Um, and it's really cool. Cause this is like, you know, this is the Mecca of cannabis and where it all started, but Colorado is its own unique animal in the, in the whole cannabis space, um, all around, you know, from like a brand retailer consulting, there's a lot going on here and it's as much as other states, it, you know, should follow the, the path of Colorado. Um, it's interesting how business works here and um, open my eyes just how unique the industry is state to state and globally and things like that. So it's cool. Yeah, definitely. Colorado was, uh, it was a good place to kind of get that first cannabis education and For sure. build a business. We were on a very similar timeline in Denver as well. So I, I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah, I always say, I think I was like at one of the first maybe happy hour you did like, and you had like a, a pencil and paper to sign up the emails. I remember. And I was like, yo, this is like, this is sick (laughs) (laughs) now. And then like, and then I like attend your conference and just like, wow, this has come such like a long way. Um, so yeah, I remember when like you, you were kind of first getting going too. It's crazy to be on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And we, we started to serve marketers like you, cause I was formerly in your position also yeah. a brand that also didn't work out and also had to start my business as kind of a, a, in some ways a reaction to it, but also it was, you know, doing its thing at the same time. So yeah. yeah well, was, one, one thing that I want to say is that like, I remember when you, like, I still feel this way like about CMA is like, it's almost like a, 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 a bed of pillows to fall on because it's always nice to know that you have someone who has your back because you never know what type of situation you're going to be in as a cannabis marketer, whether it's like a random compliance thing with a third-party provider or a state-to-state issue where you're just like completely stuck and just like feel like you're you're alone. So thanks for... Thanks for doing what you do. <laughs> thank you. I'm so happy to hear that. And thank you for your support. We we could not do it without um, members like you. So sure. I also like to talk with our guests about their unique area of expertise. Marketing is a broad, wide net, like you just mentioned, as far as sure. you do need to know. It's one thing to be a specialist, whether it's SEO or design or content writing, You have to understand to be truly effective, the big picture, the 30,000 foot view on how all these things play together. Um, But everyone does to some degree have an area in which they understand better or can execute better. And I know Puff does so many things so well, but I know one thing we had talked about before was um, the unique way websites can be built and user experience and, and user interface, which I will personally say in the early days of the industry, 2014, 2015, when I got started, clean, polished, modern websites were not the standard and norm. They they started <coughs> a lot alike. There was a lot of similar colors. There was technology that, I mean, obviously technology moves faster than I think any of us can keep up with these days, but definitely the case as far as um, where things started and how quickly brands have evolved and thus their design. But I, I just want to hear from you more about your perspective on UX and UI in the space, what differentiates how you think about it, um, and what is important for marketers who may not be as design oriented in that sense from the technical level about how it fits into the bigger picture. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, a lot has changed what's possible for cannabis, you know, speaking in terms of retailer brands especially on the retailer side. Um, I would say compared to, you know, just even a couple years ago, um, the e-commerce experience now and the customer loyalty and rewards experience now um, is like night and day. Um, you know, we used to be forced to work out of it, And this is a topic that you guys talk about all the time. And um, it's, it's a hot topic right now. <laughs> is the is the e-commerce side but we now like native menus um are like a, a are, are you know a thing um they weren't before so now you have the ability to be more creative with your project pages have them indexed by google 
um, have have users be able to get locked in on their e-commerce experience in the location closest to them. Um, it, you know, you can actually build these e-commerce focused sites where we could we could do that in the past, but we're limited really on how customized we could be and you know the quality of that experience and you know less clicks to get something to a cart. Um, so that's been really fun. Um, you know, like we been doing a lot of different, uh, websites with like dispense and Dutchie plus and the blaze solution and Jane roots. And, um, it's been really fun learning about what each, what each one of those, you know, major e-com tech stack, you know, uh, providers, you know, can do from like a native e-commerce perspective. And, um, it's fun because you can, you know, get right to product categories and, right to embed product menus on specific pages and um it makes not only that website experience better but the tracking of links um and email campaigns blog campaigns you know social campaigns things that really just weren't on the on the table before so um the all-around like marketing experience now with ecom too in general is, is just awesome um sorry dog's barking um the, on the on the loyalty side, um, it's really cool to see what companies like um, Alpine and uh, SpringBig have done to kind of just really take that e-commerce experience to the next level where people can have rewards. You know, you can do email, SMS campaigns, align them with the, the rewards, you know, et cetera. Um, and there's a lot of different customability you can do there as well. And it's been crazy to just work with developers and, and different partners out there too that have capabilities to develop like custom features to like align someone's rewards to the e-commerce experience and how that interacts and works and um it's really cool um so that's been a huge side of it that just the tech side and there's so much to talk about there as well just like <laughs> dealing with people early on and who they choose for their pos provider how that aligns with the e-commerce, how that aligns with the loyalty, you know, how you, how deep you can get with your analytics and things like that. Um, and all of that ties back to the, the website design development, the UX, the UI. Um, and that's something that I feel like people don't actually realize like early on in the process. Right. Um, so that's been fun, but also like another thing to consider early on that impacts UX, UI, and just like that, what I think helps e-com sites, and sites that you're trying to convert, get people to find your product, et cetera, is starts with the branding. Um, and say like the, the more branding assets that you have, whether it's, you know, your logo, your colors, your fonts organized and dialed in, plus your mission, your vision, your tagline, your brand introduction, mood boards, you know, patterns, you know, creative things that like have been thought out and aligned with your brand and your ethos. Um, I believe, you know, someone like us, like we build better quality sites that convert, you know, better in my mind. Um, not to mention if you tie in a great story and some type of great effort of like a missing piece in the community you're in, like whether it's education or there's a certain amount of, you know, <clears throat> folks imprisoned for cannabis in your community and you align some social justice effort there or some type of like letter writing program or something along those lines. Um, I think infusing all of that together, the brand, the community effort, the story, the e-com experience, the, the, the quality of the output of the ongoing delivers, you know, you, you have like cannabis um, providers, retailers, and even brands to an extent, like have this opportunity to like really do it now where we just didn't have that before. So it's really fun to have these opportunities as like a website design developer. But for us in particular, um, we really like that we can help people like map out that story, develop those brand assets, tie it to the site, think long-term about, hey, like let's use this econ provider because you're trying to get to these goals and reach these key performance indicators down the line. So long-winded answer about UX UI, but I feel like it's important to say um, because another, another point there is like dive into, you know, website projects and, um, people might have debt like timelines or expectations around it, but, you know, if they don't have any branding assets or, you know, copy or 
you know, photos and videos, you know, there needs to be some like understanding of like the give and take of like what that deliverable is going to look like and the timing of it and like what's the best time and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I hope that was helpful. It does. No. And I, I want to <laughs> emphasize a few things you said that good marketing strategists and folks who are on the channel side, whether it's executing social or email or any of these campaigns have to have that foundation of a, of a thought out brand and thought out story that comes from the business owner or leadership to be able to take it and run with it. They can't totally. necessarily reverse engineer it and invent it. That, that kind of soul of the company has to come through first, and then you can apply good strategies and techniques. And I get asked a lot personally, just in this role at CMA, like what's, this is the number one question I get asked. Like, what is the best channel for my business to, for marketing? And I'm always like, that is five steps, five questions later than the first question you need to ask, which, yeah. which involves understanding the brand and understanding your customers. And then you can talk strategy and optimizing that and tweaking that. Totally. You have to know who that is first. And to your, so assuming that's a given and that's there, which is why we emphasize storytelling so much at CMA, because then the channel just becomes where do you tell the story, not what is it and how, but 100%. I think in the early days of this space, there was a lot of, you know, we think about cannabis and how it's sold. And I, even in my mind still, it's like, it's all about retail because you still have to walk into a dispensary to get your product. But now that has changed where as a regular customer, I can go to the website, I can pre-order. Pandemic was a perfect example. Get curbside pickup. I don't need to have a conversation with the bud tender. I just need to know what I want, order it, and then physically go get it as opposed to having it delivered. And those are your customers who are going to be coming back, who already know you and know what they, or at least know what they want. You don't have to educate them on the like, why might you try cannabis over, you know, alcohol at the end of the day, they're, they're further down that customer journey. So having a clean, thoughtful, optimized tech stack is a core part of your marketing. That's just as important as the in-store retail experience. That is just, you know, as important as the story that you're telling. So the, the, I'm just giving some credit in conversation that the cannabis marketing picture is way more than just channel or strategy. It is story, it is in-store, but also really understanding how they all play together. Cause you can get one right and not the other two as much. And, and you're just not going to see results. And if you carefully thought them through, but lastly, to your point, I do think that sort of tech optimization, th this conversation we're having about native menus, um, and the marketing kind of techniques that can be used through e-commerce still apply to cannabis, even if we're not at Amazon status, where we're able to have full selection and get it ordered to our door. It's not, those tools and best practices still exist and still can be used and are being used by companies who do get that. 100%, yeah. And like what we saw during, yeah, COVID in particular is, I guess, especially depending on the state, but most states, I mean, we're working in like, I forget how many, I think it's like 23 states or something, uh, give or take. But yeah, most states, not all, but most, um, majority of our clients in those states switch to their revenue, most of it being online, uh, which is which is pretty crazy to see. And since then, yeah, this whole tech race has been very prevalent in everything that we do. And yeah, like the main point there is like, there's so much folks that need to consider in the past or couldn't consider yeah. that really needs to be considered now no matter what your situation whether you're a big company or small um i would say you know now like there is opportunity like i think with that being said like there's more opportunities for smaller companies to be competitive if they you know do this the right way and the, the challenge there is just budgeting right and i think that's you know part of a bigger conversation but um yeah like mapping out like a, a marketing budget keeping those things in mind is definitely smart to do like early on as well um you know a lot of times like we'll get involved in projects and maybe people go into the conversation like hey i'm on like a very tight budget you know and i'm i, I have a license now and i'm doing like retail and i'm on a very tight budget so it's crazy for me to see both sides of that 
Um, but what I will say is that that market market like a realistic marketing budget planned out it's just going to create pain points for your operation down the line because it's things that like you're just going to need now because everyone's going to have you know these things um so you know just something to consider whether you're a marketer or like an operator like those are conversations that you should totally try to have early on and like dial in to avoid future headaches or you know, feelings towards, you know, that agency uh, client relationship that really don't need to be there. It's just a misunderstanding of like potentially the operator of just not understanding marketing and tech and what goes into that. And, you know, because <laughs> there's even industry like that's crazy is that cannabis is so far behind, but there is industries out there where just like marketing, you know, people have just gotten by without it, like using much organic SEO. They just maybe did a few ads and that's how they ran their business. But in 2023 in cannabis marketing, you kind of like need to get at this level because even if you're maybe the only location or you're one of the few brands in the state right now, once things get competitive in a state, it just doesn't stop. Like it, it just gets more competitive. So like the sooner you're on top of this stuff, or if you're someone going into a competitive market, going in with these types of strategies like implemented you're you're going to be able to get ahead of the game for sure um and be more competitive so taking a quick break to remind our listeners if you're not a cma member already join us you get access to all of our online webinars and content in our member portal this fall we're doing a three-part series on ai marketing for the cannabis industry you also get access to our members only Slack channel where you can connect with other cannabis marketers, ask them questions, tell them about your product or service. You can be a contributor to the CMA blog, speak on our panels, be a guest on this podcast. You also get discounted pricing on our conferences and partner events and get to use our network to generate leads and offer promotions. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at membership at marketingcannabis.org or sign up on our website. And just to remind you, if you sign up for an annual business membership, you will get an extra two hours of free marketing consulting and a media feature on your product or service across our website, newsletter, social, and blog. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that about the budget and expectations because we, we've been through this too where we built our site when we first launched it's gotten and and the thing is with websites there isn't a final destination and i think that's sort of a common unstated misconception that like it's built and it's yeah. done and so we built this website and then it kept getting updated over the years with different content and different things we need and then you know recently we looked at it and we're like this is no longer it, it needs a whole overhaul to be more modern and fit with what we're doing now. And so when we sat down with our developers and scoped it out and we were like, how do we get it to a place where um, essentially it's in its final state or has like the most up-to-date tech. And we had a conversation with our developers and they were like, who are, are run an agency as well saying they weren't and our, our website's built on WordPress. And they're like, we aren't even planning for like more than a possible two or three year horizon on WordPress because AI is changing everything. And like the fundamental of websites are changing everything. So, so you don't actually know what that final like horizon could be, but you do need to plan essentially need to plan for things to be updated, need to be plan plan for as you sure. things them to break and to be able to fix it at that time. And expect, oh yeah, there's, it goes it deep. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. It goes deep. So that's, that's like, you know, some pain points that we're going through like today, uh, like I'm, I'm writing proposals and negotiating like with people and a pain point for us right now is we, people are like, Hey, we want to switch to your agency. We really like that. You can do everything for us. Like you seem like cool people, um, which my team's really cool. I'm like, all right. Uh, but, <laughs> um, you know, they're like, can we transfer all of our assets over to you and then we'll rebrand. And then, but what happens is, is like their site, like it was just built very poorly and it has all these really unnecessary plugins and all of this. And then we'll like kindly take over the site, 
And then like all of a sudden these things are going wrong that we could have never even planned for or consider. And like, it's because the site wasn't built right and the people managing it or like someone took it over who like didn't know what was going on or, you know, someone thinks you build a site, but then doesn't realize like what goes into making the banners that have your specials every day and like what goes into backing up and securing it. And so it, it goes deep and your website's such a critical function. Yeah you know, for you. So, um, yeah, there's just, so there's, there's totally a lot of things that people need to consider with like the difference between hosting development, des design management, integrations, e-commerce, who's responsible for what, when you bring in third-party providers, um, you know, things like that. So. Yes, no. And I'm, um, I I want to pivot to talking about some successful <laughs> client projects you've done. Sure. I know that Puff Created submitted some work to um, our award show, the CMA Sevens, and we have a, a judge review or a jury review that. Um, but you do have award-winning work that you've produced for sure. clients on the web and the branding side um, that for brands, specifically cannabis brands and retailers. So can you speak to some of those projects if you're willing to, and particularly like, what are some of the things that you would say differentiate between like good work and outstanding work? And how do you kind of optimize for that in that sweet spot? Because I think that's what everyone is trying sure. to figure out. You know, fantastic work when you see it and you know, average work, what you see it, but like, what is that? Yeah. Um, I think both the awards that we won at year sevens are great examples to talk about. Um, I'd love that they're, they're both brands, which is, which is, um, it's a challenge for brands. Like there's a lot that goes into it and it's, it's different from just like being just a retailer or fully integrated. And, um, I think Rebel, so I'll talk about Rebel Spirit first because I, I Diane is just awesome. Um, she's just like such a leader. I have a meeting with her Friday, very excited for it. But um, we were tasked with building her a new website that was gonna last her being a long-term sustainable brand. So thinking years ahead of, she, she was in two states at the time and we had to think ahead of like, all right, let's build her a design that like designer site that resonates with her brand has a great user experience leads people to her store locators but is e easy to build out from like if you're in a certain state and want to get to the information about that state or as she adds on more states it's really easy just to do that as time goes on or in her case right now what our meeting is about is out of country stuff and like expanding into hemp and uh you know doing uh merch and so um, when we were tasked with designing her site, we had to consider all these things, state to state, global, hemp industry, cannabis, e-commerce, how those clash, uh, merch, um, language barriers, how, how languages need to change. So the, the first iteration of her site, um, we also considered aligning her design with her sales efforts and sales design and her new social media and branding book that she just did. Because we went into it with a great brand, but there need to be some fine tuning with the design and there need to be some fine tuning with the messaging. And we needed some lifestyle photography to complement her like awesome farm photography. So we identified these like missing gaps and then we came in, filled those gaps, designed the site with, you know, her team and then developed the site with these kind of custom features of balance between getting people to a store locator, signing up for the newsletter, but also, being able to really find the, the great information about her sustainable farming practices and like her social justice efforts and the story behind uncle Mark, who is, you know, their, their champion in this whole, you know, project that they started. So, um, yeah, it was really cool because she has a great story, great practices in, you know, involved in her growing and her business practices, great branding. Um, she was a school teacher in the past. So, you know, nice. it was it just funny. It was fun working with her on the copy, right? She had a lot to say, uh, but it was cool. And um, yeah, we we delivered this awesome site. And what's really cool is like our meeting this Friday is about doing these things that, that we set it up to do, which is like other industries, building out the merch more, 
changing the languages, you know, having these custom features that we already mapped out that like aren't going to be as big a lifts as if we didn't have this conversation in the past around goals, you know, what, what's going to like, is e-commerce going to actually be a thing in the future, which it might be. So like, let's do what makes sense that we can easily, you know, um, if you want to start, if you wanted to integrate loyalty or things like that, like it's set up to do that. Um, so that's, what's so cool about that site. Cause we're just able to kind of tie in a lot of what we do as like a full service agency, but like utilize a business that was set up greatly, you know, had these great practices, you know, had the story to tell um, and think long-term at the same time, which is like, I feel like we're just, that's like our sweet spot is like getting set up, thinking ahead, you know, making the right introductions if needed. Um, and then, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, we're going to be executing this stuff for her over the next couple of months, which is awesome. Um, and then uh, for those who might want to look at it. Uh, I believe it's rebelspiritcannabis.com. I want to double check though, because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, we can link it. Yeah, but, let's yeah, link Rebel it. Spirit is the brand. Rebelspiritcannabis.com. Yeah. Um, yeah. She would, she would be mad if I got it wrong. So, <laughs> uh, and then, um, so that was, yeah, that was like, man, I really enjoyed that project. Like, I, I actually, like someone was out on my team and I think I, I had to like be a bit more involved than I normally would. And like, it was just, it was really fun. Um, and then the other award we won um, through your award system and I think a few others too. Um, yeah. A few other awards for them as well um, is gentlemen smugglers, um, which was just like, like a once in a, like almost like, once in a lifetime opportunity kind of thing. Like you never, like I've never, like I work with so many great <coughs> folks and stories, but these guys literally, excuse me, um, these guys literally provided, guys and girls, sorry, provided the entire East Coast and more with cannabis during the seventies and eighties and were the target main target operation jackpot of reagan's war on drugs during the time uh the gen they were and he labeled they were labeled the gentleman smugglers um so we, we like we were handed this story like um they're in the process of making a documentary there was a book written about them um we i got to work directly with the main kingpin throughout the whole entire process um and you know they're in the process of like yeah, he's in, he's involved uh, till this day. It, we it's I talk to him all the time, uh, and um, which I think is cool. Uh, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, but they're as a brand like they they're they're a good example of like it's it's hard to get into states as just a brand and like you know yeah. they they have a great story and have this awesome brand that we tied together with social justice involved. And we worked with their creative director who's working on the documentary. So like we have this footage and this vision and like, you know, it, it, it just, we, they brought almost like too much to the table, right? Um, so it's really cool being able to kind of refine that vision and kind of teach them about the legal cannabis industry and like all the limitations there and like things to consider from like, like a CPG consumer packaged goods perspective and like, you know, there's, you know, we can't just go too crazy in this area because it, it's like sometimes we have too much too. It's like, where do we, how do you dial that in yeah. um, and turn it into a sales material, turn it into a website, turn it into a brand book. So it was cool to like do their logo design and their their story and, and hone that in. But it was really cool too to like build out their website as a brand and like introduce them to partners that we met in the industry and do their packaging and, you know, consult them on events and that strategy and things like that. So um, it's really cool because they have an authentic story. They're doing authentic give back. Uh, they're partnered with Last Prisoner Project and actively are partnered with different local nonprofits, you know, throughout Massachusetts is where they launched. Um, but they have their own set of unique challenges being just a brand. And, um, you know, we're helping them get into some other states right now. And just kind of aligning the marketing with that effort too, as like a brand of like, how do you build something and then just make it 
fluent to grow. Um, so we try to consider like, you know, again, like all with them, it was like, all right, we're going to launch a mass. Here's what that's going to look like. But when we go state to state, we already set ourselves up for success to add this verbiage and build things out on the site and then like make that transition on social media and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's been, that's been just like really fun project too. And, you know, working with those guys, like, you know, they were the modern day dispensary, you know, like they, you know, that sail a boat across the ocean, you know, Jamaica, Columbia, uh, Lebanon. Uh, I think that I, I, you know, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure it was like an all female boat sailed to Lebanon and got Lebanese hash and like got all the way back. I forget how many, like the U.S. hundreds from, of from the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, they have these like insane stories and um still like we you know we'll never know enough of the stories um but yeah even still as a brand like not many people know about them yeah and so it's been a challenge like like once people know the story like we get that in front of them it's an easy like oh wow like i love this brand you know like like i get it um but yeah, you know, it's still, it's still a challenge, even, even with the story. So you still have to, they still, you know, someone like that still has to go through this process as like a cannabis brand of like considering like where to put their budget and like where to put their time, you know, when's the right time to like do these certain things in terms of like PR or like, um, you know, building out product pages, you know, prior to launch and stuff like that. So um, yeah, that's been just like unreal experience for sure and i'm really excited about and um yeah i feel like right now we're working we like some stuff we just haven't released yet um and a lot of projects that are in motion right now you know we're really excited to kind of share with the world um because yeah i feel like the possibilities right now from just like a marketing perspective just kind of keep growing um so we're just trying to constantly just stay up on like that level of education and like aligning that like what what would we offer our clients and you know taking their platforms to the next level so it's been it's a good time it's a busy time as a cannabis marketer that's for sure <laughs> yeah. good yeah. it's always good to it's always good to be busy um yeah certainly this year so <laughs> i the last thing i want to talk about is you have mentioned a few times about um leveraging community and social justice issues. And I know you have done that at Puff. I know, you, I know you've done it at your work prior and you do that a lot in the work with your clients. Can you speak to some of that as far as the things you have done and or the things you've implemented and how that fits into the marketing matrix as well? Yeah, I mean, I think that when people talk about like doing nonprofit work and community work and social justice, especially people who are like tight on budgets, it almost becomes intimidating. Like, oh man, like I can barely get my business up and running. Like, like what, like how I can't put time and effort or more money into that. Um, but I think there's just more opportunity to get creative um, in ways that you don't need to spend as much money and time as you may think. Like we've done um, campaigns as simple as just like raising awareness, you know, for a certain nonprofit or community organization that's like, like going through a hard time or like there's something going on in the world that I didn't know where I could put funds or time into. Right. But I, you know, we just middleman, Hey, I announced on our social media, Hey, like if you're looking for somewhere to donate, uh, you know, X funds to this like issue going on in real time, like here they are, you know, um, it just little things just as that, I think, people need to get more used to in general and especially in cannabis because we're bridging this gap of like a substance where I'm, you know, I'm I just talked about a brand where someone served 11 years in prison and now is a brand. Um, you know, there's uh, people in prison and lives have been ruined over a couple grams of weed uh, where there's a dispensary operating, right? Um, so there's as much as like cannabis is becoming accepted and, you know, there's still that bridge and there's still this education gap in terms of you know who you're buying from the quality of that plant you know who makes it you know how does that impact you know your life and the people around you so um anyway 
Um, we've done these campaigns as small as what I mentioned, where it's just like shouting out someone because it's just going to help piece the puzzle together for people. Or um, we've done deeper educational campaigns that drew traffic to like a donate button for someone. Um, but we've also like raised money through just digital campaigns of getting partners and, and brands and retailers or other consultants or even other agencies who are competitors like to just collaborate on a project and those are the most fun because you know everyone can kind of bring a different piece to the table um but like the outcome is like hey like we just raised you know 10 grand for the homeless in denver um which is something that like right when COVID happened that's something we did uh with uh cannabis doing good or the cannabis impact fund um was we did a digital campaign we couldn't do events anymore so wow. we um you know did, did this like marketing campaign with a bunch of partners out there and we raised 10k it's like over like maybe a week it was crazy um but i mean we've been and then we've done events which i think is like an awesome way to like hey let's party for a cause like let's party for with a purpose here um we're gonna have an event and be networking or it's going to be educational or in the words, but it all ties back to, you know, these nonprofits and these community organizations. Um, or what I really love now is that on digitally you can do, and what we love to do is like a three month campaign and partnered where we partner like a retailer with two brands. And there's this give back to a nonprofit that's like local to that specific area. Um, and there's a page on the site that talks about this campaign that the social media newsletter and blog campaigns drive traffic to. And then we embed the products that are giving back to the nonprofits on those, those pages. Right. Cause now, now we're cooking with gas with, in terms of digital. Uh, yeah. So that that's what I'm starting to like kind of geek out about and start pushing towards, you know, as of late is like taking those types of campaigns to the next level. Um, so that's, what's really cool. And like, yeah, you know, I think all the above, like people should be doing because it's just great content and and it's great. You're 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 being authentic. You're doing good, and you're not just shoving, you know, sales and like the same stuff down people's throats all the time. It's like we're all working in harmony to, to make good things happen. And what's great about cannabis is like people are also getting high and also helping with their med medical ailments at the same time, helping their mental health. Um, so it's kind of this like really beautiful thing that you like other industries just don't necessarily have that opportunity. Um, and for some reason on cannabis, all eyes on us all the time, like, yeah. you know, like it's, you know, you, it's something that we all eyes on us, but something we should be doing because, you know, we have this unique opportunity to like address something that, you know, the social justice and, um, you know, the war on drugs and, you know, all of those things that happened for so many years, but we have an opportunity to address it now and speed up the process to make things more normalized and fair and equitable. Um, so, you know, and, and that, that goes to probably the last question you're going to ask me is like, what's my advice to other marketers out there in cannabis and the future of cannabis marketing is like that right there is like, there needs to be some type of standard with marketers to keep innovating clients and the level of marketing to get to this level where, yeah, we're marketing products that are good for people embedded the right way and people who are giving back and making differences and educating, like there needs to be this harmony. Um, and it's our responsibility as marketers to bridge those gaps, you know, vet those people, you know, there's lessons to be learned along that journey. So let's learn those lessons and keep getting to this kind of better place. Um, and it, it's everyone's responsibility industry, but especially as marketers, like, you know, we're the ones pushing it, doing the creative, building the stories, like let's push people to get to that level of excellence early on. Like we're the first people that talk to these people most of the time. Um, so it's like, you know, like we can, we can guide these people in the right direction from square one. Like, let's try to do our best to do, you know, to make that happen. Um, so that's, yeah, that would be my advice is just like, Let's keep innovating and like making the industry better for ourselves as businesses, but also like the consumers as well, which is like most important. And then keep bridging those community and social justice gaps. And kind of the moral of the conversation is like, 
it all, all goes hand in hand, you know, from a marketing perspective. So I hope that made sense and was helpful. I, I don't think like... I could have ended any better. I think that was perfect. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just landed that so well. So that was amazing. Sweet. Yeah. I, I try to tie it all together and sometimes I get lost, but um, yeah. No, you did great. So John, where can our listeners find you? Like website, social media, email, anything you want to share um, if they're yeah, interested in I mean, out or learning more? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I've been so busy, but I try to pride myself on being active on, you know, LinkedIn, especially. Um, so you can find me there. Um, you know, we'll, I'll, that maybe a link to it or something. Um, yeah, there's puffcreative.com, P-U-F-C-R-E-A-T-I-V.com. Um, you know, those are probably the best places, but, um, yeah, I really appreciate you having there, having me. And like, if anyone has any questions anytime, like reach out to me on LinkedIn, or I think all the forums on the Puff Creative site probably lead to me at some point. So, um, you catch us there too. Nice. And if, if you connect with him on LinkedIn, let him know you heard him on this show. So he, he knows who you yeah. are. You get a lot of random. Yeah. I also, <laughs> yes, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure everyone goes through it on there. It's uh, it's a wild world. It is. Well, John, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. I know you're super busy taking time to chat with us and, and share all your insights. And for our audience, we will link everything John talked about today. Um, and we encourage you to check out his website and connect with him on LinkedIn. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. If you're interested in CMA membership, reach out to us at membership at marketingcannabis.org or sign up on our website, thecannabismarketingassociation.com. And don't forget about our fall special. If you get an annual business membership, you get two hours of complimentary marketing consulting and a media feature across our blog, newsletter, and social media talking about your products and services to cannabis marketers. Thank you. See you next week.